0: There's a scene from the movie, The Chronicles of Narnia, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. When we first get to see into this land of Narnia, and everything is under this spell. It's very frozen and desolate. It's just freezing. Everything is just beautiful and white, covered with snow. But for years and years and years, everything has been under this spell of the white witch, and everybody just kind of waits for something to happen. They've heard of Aslan. They've heard of the big lion that's going to come and just help everything. But then when the four main characters, the children, when they get there, there starts to be a little bit of a change, very, very subtly, but it starts to give hope. You see these pink blossoms on a tree start to shed the ice that surrounded them and they start to bloom. The sun comes out, the snow starts to melt. And little by little, hope is restored because the curse is starting to be broken. It's a beautiful image. That's exactly what we celebrate today on this third Sunday of Lent not Lent Advent I'm Not really here This third Sunday of Advent We walk into church and something is a little different We light the rose-colored candle or the pink candle father's dress like a bottle of Pepto-Bismol Everything is a little bit different. We take a break from the rigors of the preparation of Advent the dark purple is put away just for one Sunday to lighten the mood. We hear that very, very first word of Mass that's chanted in the Antiphon, Rejoice. Rejoice, the Lord is very near. Because we're reminded that this is why Jesus came. Just like in Narnia, we are under this, or were, under this curse of sin and desolation and death. The enemy had captured us. We were created good. The Lord breathed life into us, and we were made good. But then turning to sin, we are in need of a Savior. So for years and years and years, all throughout the Old Testament, we hear the prophets coming saying, it's going to happen. Something's going to take place. The Messiah's coming. The Savior's coming. Just hold on. Prepare yourself, because He's making His way here. The church reminds us today to take just a small break from the rigors of Advent preparation, to rejoice, because we start to see that sign of new life budding forth. The rose color of everything for this third Sunday of Advent should remind us of budding new life. This promise is beginning to be fulfilled. The world starts to wake up. This is exactly what O Holy Night, the Christmas Carol, talks about. When you hear that line, a thrill of hope, the weary world, the desolate world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and a glorious morn, a new sun, a new morning, a new Savior, a new hope. We should rejoice today because we start to see everything that the prophets have foretold start to be fulfilled. But notice how even Jesus doesn't reveal himself fully. When John the Baptist sends his disciples and they say, Are you the one that John is talking about, or should we keep looking? Are you the one that all the prophets wrote about? Are you the one Isaiah talks about for chapter after chapter after chapter in the Scriptures? Are you the one we're expecting, or should we look for somebody else? They're weary. They're losing hope. Look at Jesus' response. He's very sneaky. Jesus, like always, never really says yes or no. He says Go tell John what you see and you hear. The blind regain their sight. The lame are going to walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead is being raised. The poor have the good news proclaimed to them. Basically, Jesus says, this is what my ministry looks like. You know the scriptures, so you make the judgment for yourself. It's probably one of the very first, if you know, you know moments. Because John's disciples were good, faithful Jewish people. They knew the Scriptures. They knew what Isaiah had written. They knew the prophecy. So for them to see and to see fulfilled these prophecies through Jesus' ministry told them, yes, thank God the Messiah is finally here. We're no longer captured. We're no longer in distress. The curse is finally beginning to break, and we have hope. Maybe we find ourselves in a certain season of life where we go to prayer and it seems very dry or desolate. We feel abandoned. We feel that our prayers are not answered. Maybe that's the case, but maybe the greater invitation is to ask the question directly to Jesus. He can take it. He's a big boy. Lord, why is this not the case? I've prayed for this. You promised that. Why am I not receiving it? And maybe the answer isn't going to be yes or no. Rarely is it ever yes or no from Jesus, but he's going to start to reveal things to you as he did to the people in the gospel. Where are you, Lord? I was with you during this semester of studying whatever test for this was. I was with you when you were applying for this job or going through these interviews. I was with you providing grace when you had to struggle with this illness or this challenge or this death of your loved one. I was with you here and here and there. I said that and this thing. He starts to reveal to us who He is as the true Savior who has come to rescue us from this desolate, abandoned wasteland that we call sin and death. We have a cause to rejoice. Every day of the year, but especially today, on this Gaudete Sunday, Gaudete meaning rejoice, again and again we hear throughout the prayers and the readings rejoice. Why? Christmas isn't here yet. No, but the church gives us this little reprieve to take a step back and to remind us what we're preparing for. If you're anything like me, you can get all caught up in the busyness of preparing and working and working and working, making sure everything is spick and span perfect, and then you end up losing sight of what you're preparing for in the first place. This is the opportunity for us to step back to realize that we have a God who has already come to us, who has already rescued us and continues to fulfill these good works in our lives. What's going to change then for us to be able to recognize him? We go to him and maybe we ask the same question. Jesus, are you the one? Supposedly in scripture, you promised this. You promised peace and fulfillment and abundant life. You promised all of these things So are you the one that's actually going to fulfill it or should I keep looking for somebody else? There's no need to despair. There is no need for us to fall into this weariness and drear of sin and death yet again because the Lord has already come. Just like in the movie, the trees start to bloom, there's new life that buds forth, the ice starts to melt, and the warmth of God Almighty starts to inherit the earth again, inhabit the earth, cover the earth, We have means to rejoice. Wherever you find yourself on this particular Sunday of Advent, go to the Lord, I beg you. Maybe it's a day to rejoice for you. Good. Rejoice with him. Maybe it's a day of great suffering. That's okay. Go and let him suffer with you. He's not some distant God who just sits up on a throne in the clouds and says, oh, that really stinks for you. He Suffers with us compassion liter- literally means to suffer with he is compassion itself When we see the Lord for who he truly is how he truly is for us today in this very moment in our lives Then new life new hope starts to bud forth Then we're reminded of why he came how he came And that he'll never disappear Ask him the question And then let him truthfully answer, Lord, Jesus, Savior, Messiah, King, whoever you are, are you the one that has been promised to us, or should we keep looking for somebody else? Thank you for listening. The ministry here at CTK is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit ctklsu.org.